Hello again. This is Michael Henson. I'm the host of My Biased Opinion podcast, and I'm really, really excited that you've chosen to join me for just a little bit today. I've been putting out a lot of MBO bits lately, but this is not one of those. This is going to be a fuller length podcast. I have no clue how long this thing's going to go, but we're about to dive into something that I've been pondering a lot lately. I've been talking a lot about discipline and decisions, um, how to mash those things up, how to uh, change our framework for thinking in such a way that we're able to essentially create a new framework that will enable us to accomplish the things that we're wanting to accomplish with our lives and stop messing stuff up for ourselves. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and dive into this concept that I'm calling the now and later conundrum. Enjoy. Each decision we make kind of turns into this Frankenstein's monster of reality a lot of the time. See, what happens is, just like Dr. Frankenstein, when we make a decision, when we create this opportunity for consequence and we set it loose in the world, we have to deal with those consequences and the fallout from it no matter what happens. Like our consequences, the consequences from our decisions are set loose on the world. Frequently, I'd say most of the time they work out pretty good. Life continues on, nothing crazy happens, and we just continue through our days, right? But sometimes, sometimes we awaken a monster and those consequences that we end up with are not what we expected to find. Those decisions can sometimes wreak havoc in our world. And when that happens, it's just not fun. I think there are a lot of reasons for this. Some of those reasons are in our control and some of them aren't, you know, I grew up and, and if, if you grew up in a certain generation, I don't know if this is a generational thing or not, but I remember sometimes my parents would pick the time when I least wanted to hear a lecture about consequences to engage in a lecture about consequences, All right? Salt in the wounds, painful, irritating. We like, I don't want to hear about consequences right now. I'm literally flush in the midst of consequences from a poor decision or a bad decision. As we grow up though, it's like we, we take those lessons and we kind of apply them to certain components of our life. And then we disengage them from other components of our life. It's this weird sort of like selective understanding of the decisions we make and the way that they impact us. Or if it's not this weird selective understanding, maybe we just get better at justifying the decisions we make. And since most of the time we're making decisions internally, all of the dialogue, all of the committee meetings and the memorandums occur in our mind and we don't have an objective third party sitting there saying, eh, you might want to rethink that one a little bit. These decisions are made in a vacuum. Uh, we don't have someone there to point out all of the negative potential our decisions have. The result of this logical loophole is that we make decisions all the time without actually considering how the decisions we're making right now might play out later. Right? Don't believe me? Think about this. Even though we know better, how frequently do we overindulge in the meal that's in front of us where if, if we take a moment to think, 
we'd know I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to be unhealthier later. Right? When you're diving into that meal or you're on that third or fourth or fifth or 18th slice of pizza, are you really thinking about your health or are you thinking about how good this tastes? Right? Or you're not thinking at all. It happens to all of us, right? Even though we know better, we might be so emotionally invested in purchasing this item or that thing or going on that trip or going to this place or experiencing this experience that we give up peace of mind that comes from being debt-free later. So we give up our debt-free freedom for some momentary experience today or momentary possession today that by the time we get done paying it off, we'll be tired of, or we may have even forgotten altogether. Right? What about relationships? Tough conversations. It's so much easier to put off a tough conversation now because you've moved on, because you're distracted. And and when you do that, you're giving up the confidence and the trust and the ability to speak up later on, right? How many times have we had conversations that seemed to blow up out of nowhere where if we had just taken the time to engage and deal with it, as uncomfortable as it is at the beginning, at the first, early, then that conversation would not have blown up in such a way, right? Seeing the pattern there, we're trading some sort of convenience ease, pleasure, or indulgence right now for future quote unquote goodness. Um, it hit me. We, this, this terminology, essentially we become our own loan sharks trading on future happiness for a momentary tidbit of mediocre enjoyment. It's painful. It's painful when we think about it in this context, but all of us do this. Even the people that are most put together do this. They struggle with something, right? Maybe, maybe they're fit and trim and they, they look like they have it all put together financially, but we don't see behind the facade that they're trading their family time in connection with their kids and relationship with their spouse to build that last venture or to spend that time uh, crafting the perfect body, right? Or a family whose social media feed makes it look like there's some sort of fairy tale come to life. And we don't realize that, that mom and dad actually can't stand each other. And that the only reason they're still together is for the facade of social media, right? And so everybody we know, you, me, everyone listening to this struggles with decisions, And the fact that we struggle with these decisions does not make us stupid. It does not make us dumb or somehow substandard. It makes us normal. In fact, the very fact that you can recognize, yeah, you know what? I do that thing. I make mistakes here. I have a weakness or a lack of discipline in this component of my decision making. That's evidence of your desire to do something better. It's evidence that you're not stupid. You see it. But sometimes it's really, really difficult to move from recognition into execution and to actually start making changes that we need to make in order to overcome those things, right? So if you've already listened to this point, 
right? This is probably resonating with you. And maybe it's a good time to take a moment and just think about it. Think about the decisions you've made today and take time to build the practice of acknowledging what did I choose today and what did I sacrifice? What later thing, what future thing did I sacrifice for that today? And why did you do that? Again, you're not an idiot. You're not stupid. So there had to be some perceived benefit, great or small, whether you would actually choose that benefit given the choice, right? There's, there's something unconscious, something subconsciously occurring. And the only way we're going to bring those subconscious preferences to the forefront and begin making changes is if we acknowledge them, we perceive them. And we bring them into the light of the day. So what was it and what future thing did you trade? Will it be worth it once you get down, get down the road and you're actually in that moment where you're experiencing the fallout or the results from that trade? Right? So not only today, don't just stop today. Like, Take a look and, and work to better understand your decision-making process and look at what you did in the last 24 hours or last week or last month, like examine some of the decisions that you can remember making, examine some of the actions, even the things that you don't remember necessarily actively consciously deciding on, but you still have fallout and you still have a decision that was made. What are the big ones related to? What traits are they tied to? And what later component of yourself or your circumstance would you most like to change? Right. Take some time to really dig into this. I think that the more self-aware we can become, even if it's retroactive right now, retroactive is a great place to start. Everyone says hindsight is twenty twenty, And if that's where we have to start, then that's where we have to start. That's a perfect starting point. Looking back over decisions that have been made and working to determine what happened, what worked, what didn't, what did I get and what did I give up? So whether you write these things down on a pen and paper and a notebook, whether you write them in a note on your phone, it's important for you to catalog these decision-making patterns, make those connections and work to understand the emotions behind them. If you're listening to this, if you've made it this far and you're actively engaging, it tells me that you want to grow and change components of your life. And this is a perfect way to get started doing that. Warning though, if you continue to lie to yourself or you continue to justify every poor decisions you've made, every poor decision you've made, excuse me, like you'll get through this podcast and it will be one more piece of content, one more red, red flag, one more warning sign that just goes into that mental warehouse to be filed away with so many other unimplemented good ideas. If you've taken the time to have this harshly honest conversation with yourself and the time to list, analyze, categorize, and feel your latest decisions, it's time to get back out there and start living your life. But this time, moving forward, do it better, right? Do it with later in mind. Do it with the future benefit of the future cost in the forefront of your mind for each and every decision that you make. 
Thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully this has been an eye-opening, challenging, or somehow beneficial to you few moments of your life. If it has, I would thoroughly appreciate you uh, leaving a review, um, sharing the podcast with a friend or family member, someone that you think could benefit from this. If you'd like to hear more from me or connect or have conversations, you can do that a couple different ways. You can visit my website, www.michaelehenson.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter where I'm going to send you weekly tidbits, thoughts, quotes, things like that each Friday. Or you can connect with me on Instagram at Michael E. Henson, and I would love to engage with you there as well. I share a lot of content there, and that's something that I'm really trying to make very short, beneficial tidbits of information and share it there. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I appreciate you taking the time to work on your your mental game, so to speak. I believe that every single person in the world has an incredible incredible gift and an incredible calling. And I'm hoping that somehow I'm helping you move forward to that even just a little bit until next time. Keep on keeping on.